This is a free download from the BBC. For more information, go to bbc.co.uk slash podcasts. Welcome to another spectacular podcast. Wowie, what a treat for your ears we have for your ears. In your ears. Let's hope you've got ears. Oh. Let's start at the beginning of Monday's show, shall we? Yeah, let's. This is how we start the first show on the first day of a brand new first week week. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Very delicious indeed. Just discussing uh, delicious sausages from around the world. I've never... I'll forget this. I've never had um, einen Bratwurst. Is a Bratwurst good? I'd love a Bratwurst. Hey, Kelly Bates, you've just come back from Deutschland. I have. No, uh, she went to Prague. And Berlin. Oh, fair enough. Thank you, Catherine. First poning of the day. I was actually Kaboom! just one of Henry VIII's wives. Sorry? I was just naming Henry VIII's wives. Say, hang on a minute, what's his name? One of Henry VIII's... Henry VIII's wife. Henry VIII's wife. Henry VIII Jr. I'm just speaking slang. So you... What's Henry VIII's got to do with um, anything? I said Anne Boleyn, and it sounded like Anne Boleyn. Second wife, beheaded. Anne Boleyn, right. Okay, okay. Catherine, you can't claw back a ponership. Once you've been pwned, that's it. Yes, you can can bring in historical data. If anything, that makes you sadder. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Shut up, guys. When Scoins, you know things are bad when even Scoins is poning you. Because, <laughs> I mean, Scoins is. Anyway. I've been poned in three directions. Did you. Did you. Steady. Hey, look, it's not even five past six on a Monday and we're already. Um, poning. But, all over the yes. shop. Did you have um, a, a bratwurst? No. A botwurst? No. A bigwurst? I had no form of sausage. What about a wiener? <laughs> I actually had a wiener. Was it nice? Was it, sati- was it satisfying? No. I'm going to play Morrissey now. News flash! 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 Lightning! 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 Flashing lights. Can we not get some jingles or something? Because that's kind of... Okay, I've got... Meaning in our jingles. Flashing lights! 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 You and me and are something, but I wouldn't call it jingle. Flashing lights. Sweet man, well done. Kiss it. Another that hit just dropped out of me like a little bit of sweat from my armpit. That's how little effort it was. But yeah, it was still tasted sweet. Newsflash. I hate <laughs> I hate talking to strangers, it says here. I do. I can't do small talk, not even now, with you. So I'll just press play on this. I don't press play on anything. You put you edit the sound it's, in. It's pretend. pretend. We can't pretend with the BBC. We're listening to all the clips as they are. No, we're, we're not. We bank this out in five minutes because they're coming to do shrink wrapped in a minute. Anyway, I've listened to this. I remember queuing outside that um, art place in France. and The just, Louvre? Well, uh, no, I was fine, thanks. Nice one, mate. I think you've made yourself laugh more than any of us. It doesn't even but... really make sense. That 
That is such a dad joke. No, I was fine, thanks. What? Retrospectively, I didn't need a wee, so I, I, I was OK, but thanks for asking. No, the glass one. Yeah. No, not the Louvre. It is. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. No, I was fine, thanks. No, it wasn't the Louvre. It was, the glass one. No. Oh, I know, Pompidou. Thank you, Pompidou. No, I'm all right, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> no, that wasn't me, that was the kids. <laughs> I wouldn't call it the glass one, I'd say it was the pipey one. It's made of glass, it's mate. It's got a lot of pipes. Yeah, it's made of glass, yeah, mate. It's got the pipes. Yeah, yeah, it's got big windows. Hmm? Anyway, people, foreigners talking to me all the blooming time. Oh, go away. In the end, I ran off with the kids to a circus. I what did I like. Pompidou. When I, to, the boys. when I used to live abroad. They do Pompidou a lot at the moment, actually. <laughs> oh, really stinky ones. When I used to live abroad, what I used to like is when someone would get on and they'd be speaking English thinking that no one else in the train understood it and I'd be listening. Uh, great story, though. Great story. Thanks for that. After the uh, success of Louvre and Pompidou, you've really brought the show crashing down. And that's. Uh... Can I put straight through? Yeah, put them straight through, Kels. Stay on the line, caller. You've ever Guggenheimed? <laughs> yeah, but my mum's listening, so don't. Andy's in Luton. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Ian. P- Pompidou? How are you? <laughs> Louvre? <laughs> no. Thank you. What have you got for us, Andy? I think that conversation should be being held between people a bit more. Everybody's so, a... so, so dull and boring now. Everyone's on their phone or reading their computers and no-one... Ringing their computers? Now. How do you ring it's... ring your computer? No, no, looking in their computers. You said ringing. No, I didn't. He said reading. He didn't. You need to listen reading. more. But this is the thing, cos Andy sounds like, you know... Can I be honest, Andy? Yeah. You sound like a dull bloke. I would hate <laughs> to... I would hate to be stuck next to you on an aeroplane. Well, you should get out a bit more and stop talking to people. You might have found out a few things about people. I know everything I need to know about people. I think that's the trouble with this world. People don't talk to each other enough. That's why we've got all the problems in the world. Are you, are you saying that, like, you know, that all the terrorism, all ISIL, Paris, yeah. none of that would have happened if we just spoke more? That's if we had conversations in the, in, while we were queuing for our fish and chips? Yeah, more talking should to we, each other. Should we try it out? Well, go on, Andy, start a spontaneous conversation with me. All right. All right. Who do? Which football team do you support? Oh, I don't like football, mate. Right. What do you like then? What? What sort of things do you do? What sort of things do you like? I'm, I'm just, I'm just queuing up to to get in in the Louvre, mate. <laughs> Andy. Yeah. Do you like the one show? I do actually. Yes. <laughs> if anyone wants to start a spontaneous conversation, if I, I tell you what, Andy, can you say? I like could, Alex Jones. I must say. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Andy, are you free for the next few minutes? Yes. I've got a caller online too. I'm not going to tell you anything about him. You're queuing right. up outside Le Louvre in Paris. Have a chat to him. Okay. Hello. Hello there. Hey, what's your name? Hey, I'm Andy. What's your name? My name's John. OK, John. Right, John, what did you do over the weekend? Uh, very little, to be honest with you, this weekend. Right, what do you like doing, then? Um, dog walking, tinkering with cars. Yeah. So you didn't go out at all over the weekend? I uh, went to uh, Stevie's, done a bit of shopping and tinkered with a couple of cars with my 12-year-old. Right, OK. So, 
you didn't go to the cinema or anything like that, or to football or anything like that? No, nah, not on my meagre wage. No. What about music? What music do you like? Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley, yeah, not bad, yeah. Anything more modern? Uh, no, I'm really a 60s, 70s sort of Elvis man, really. Yeah, I like 60s and 70s as well. Bit um, rock and roll. Yeah. How, how many children have you got? Three. And what ages? Uh, 29, 22 and 12. Right, I've got two boys, 29 and 27. Both right. are living away at the moment. One's in Germany and one's in China. I mean, that's spread about. Yeah, no. What about yours? Are they still local or further away? Uh, the, the girl, 29, she lives with her partner in Hartford, and uh, the two boys, uh, 22 and 12, are still at home. Right, OK. And uh, what, what, what do you do? What's your job? I'm a lorry driver. Right. I'm retired now. Right, I'm oh, going to yeah. stop you there. I'm going to stop you there, John. Excellent there work. Stay there, Andy. That, that was. Yeah. How did you feel that went, Andy? Very well. Okay. Now, if we were doing, if we were at um, a workshop, <laughs> sorry. Oh, yeah. Hello. Cough that one sorry up. About that. That's sorry all right, about John. That, you, you cough that one up. They're better out than in. Um, Andy, tell us what you've learnt about John in the last three minutes. Right. He's married with three children. He's a lorry driver. He um, he's not got a lot of interest, but he likes dog walking and he likes doing a bit of shopping and working on his car. Um, and uh, he, he's, 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 he, you know, that's the sort of thing I've learnt about him. So I've learnt quite okay. a lot, really. OK, and what use is that knowledge? It's just, it's just nice chat, isn't it? Well... I mean, you know, why shouldn't people talk to each other? Let me, John, did you think it was nice chat? To be fair... Um, because it was like Andy trying to make small talk, I was just not not being um, obstructive, but just answering his questions. And if I was in a queue, yeah, uh, and a gentleman spoke to me, um, then obviously I would be reciprocating. Right, okay. Because Kelly, you picked up that this is like psychological. We've had uh, existential angst, and now we're having the psychology of communication. <laughs> Kelly, you picked up that he wasn't reciprocating. Yeah. Like that. She picked up on that, John. Do you know what it sounded like? Go on. A really awkward conversation at a bar where Andy's trying, he's really trying, (laughs) but John's really not having it. He wants him to move along. In real real life, I would reciprocate. Um, I would ask questions, um, make the conversation... You were, play, you were playing a bit of a role. You were playing a bit of a role. It's quite hard to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah this, is like this morning I was just answering the question I know. Yeah. just to see how his small talk would that? go. OK, yeah. listen, uh, Andy, listen, it's a good lesson. Yeah. And uh, do you know what? Today I'm going to try and speak to someone I've never met before. Yeah, OK. And if I get beaten up, I'll, I'll send you the pictures <laughs> of my bloodied nose. Thank you very much. Justin Dealey is away. He's out uh, on the beaches looking for Carl Malcolm, singer of Here Fatty Bum Bum, I Calm Down. I Hear Fatty Bum Bum, I Calm Down. You sweet sugar dumpling, you big bum. Fatty Fatty Bum Bum, a bum bum. So we wanted someone to come on and pretend to be him in our new feature called Not Really Dealey. Geezer. It's Justin Dealey! Hello, mister. What's up? Hello, geezer. What's up? You're right, Just. How you doing? I've been out on the street, loving it, 
getting some feedback, getting some comps, doing it all, doing it all for you guys. Yeah, well, what, 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 Justin, we didn't give you anything, and it's great to speak to you because we thought you'd, you'd taken it to the beach already. Uh, we didn't give you anything to talk about. Well, I just took liberty and uh, I talked about the, far- the new Fathers for Justice situation. Oh, yeah, what, what's the word on the street, Just? Well, the word on the street is, look, what the government need to be doing more. The CSA are quick enough to take money off you yeah. and chase your partner when you when you split. But they're not. The government aren't happy to help sort this out, and it's not going to go away. And that's is that the word on the street? Just is that the view of the BBC, or is that your view? That's my view and a bit of the word on the street. Okay, and you speak facts. You deal in fact, not fiction, don't you? Just I only deal in facts, mate. Okay, well, at the same time tomorrow. Same time tomorrow was great, love. Tut- love. I uh, got a second. Justin sounding very butch there. Wasn't more butch than usual. I know, incredible. Hey, here's someone who hung up on me. Hi, Ian. What you got for us? Uh, I was only talking about taking children out of school yes. for, on holidays. Uh, it should be for everybody, and yet if you're in the travelling community, you can take your kids out of school, even if you're in the settled part, the settled community as well. So they can take this, the children out of school any time. What, what, Is that where, fair? Where, well, why, why have you brought travellers into it, Lionel? No, what's what's travellers got to do with it? If there's a law for one, it should well, be for everybody. No, there isn't a law for, for one and a law for... There is a law for everybody. But then why, why is normal children then uh, in the Here we community? go. Why no, have you... No, Lionel, Lionel, what do you mean by normal children? Stop going round trying to make people sound stupid. Just listen. Why don't you listen to other people? Lionel, sometimes? Lionel, I'm not making me sound. I'm not making you sound stupid. What do you, you mean are, by normal? What do you mean? You won't listen to anybody else. What do you mean by normal children? I'm talking about normal children who go to schools, live in settled communities. Uh, they're not allowed to take the children out of school for holidays. What? I don't understand why you're so jealous of, of traveller children, but Lionel. Why is it, no, I'm not. Well, this is, saying, Lionel, why is it a different law Lionel, for those? there isn't a different law. When, when the travellers... They can take the children out of school. Look, look, where, where, how do you know that, Lionel? I do know it. I know somebody who works in the schools. I'm so, not obviously naming the people. But... When the travellers settle down for a period, they put their kids in school. And they're allowed to take them out at any time. Lionel, I, I'm, I'm, do you know what? I'm, do you know I'm... Do you know that, then? It's not, do you no, it's not correct. Lionel, I, I've got no idea well, why you bought travelling children. No, no, it's not. Arguing about why it? don't you let me finish a sentence? Well, stop arguing about something you don't know nothing about. Lionel, why have you why have you brought travellers into it? I've got literally no idea why you've done I, that, mate. I it just sounds tra- nasty. I, I'm just saying. It just sounds mean. You've referred. You're you've not referred. Listen, are you? I'm not, Lionel, because you just sound bigot- you sound bigoted. You've mentioned no, normal children. The same as you're going on about holidays. Is holidays only for the rich people then? Uh, and all the people at work all, all year are not allowed holidays, according to you. You're all right. Is You've probably got pl- plenty of money, so that's I've got fine. A few, I've got a few quid, mate, but at what point did I say holidays are only for rich people, Lionel? Well, that's the way I don't you're know talking. What, that's the way you're listening. Oh, you talk a load of rubbish. Uh, Absolute rubbish. Lionel, you're the one that's phoned up and yeah, brought... you don't listen. You just... Your point of view and <laughs> nobody else's. You've just phoned up and brought travellers into it. You sounded nasty and bitter. You've referred to non-traveller t- community as normal people. I said you sound Lionel. It's one law for one and Lionel. one for the others. Uh, Lionel, I'm going to let you go because yeah. you sound a little bit bitter and unpleasant. Get lost. Hey, here's someone else who hung up on me. Every time you go on about teachers, it makes my blood boil. Tell me why that is, Timothy. I've got five members of my family that are teachers. Right. I've got one of my brothers, through teaching, has caused him to have terminal cancer. With the stress of it. Um, well, hang on a minute, Timothy. I don't think you could say that teaching causes cancer. Can you? Uh, yes. 
Wow. Because it's, because it's caused by passive smoking, what my brother's got. And he, oh, the, what, who's smoking? Well, when you have to go out on the classroom, all the teachers... The te- the, who's, all the kids, who's smoking in the classroom? No, you've got all the teachers that breathe the smoke. It's passive secondary smoking. What, what smoke are you talking about in schools? It's because of all the kids that have been in homes where the kids are smoking. But apart from that... What? If you, if you see any teachers... My eldest brother is a headmaster of a school. Has he got cancer? Well, Timothy, listen. You can, first of all, you said that the stress of teaching causes cancer. Then you said it's to do with the passive smoking. Well, what smoking is going on in a school? None. No, it's not smoking in a school, but it's the smoke that comes off people that oh, have been in place where there's smoking. T- Timothy, Timothy, sir, I can hear the sound of some of those straws that you were clutching at just falling to the floor. You can't get cancer by being around people who have been around people who have smoked. No, right, OK, then, but... <laughs> Apart from that, teachers, Apart right? from that nonsense argument, on to the next one. Why are you angry with me, Timothy? No, I'm angry with the people that phone up. You've had someone on about teachers. Oh, yeah, they've got it easy. I know teachers, they get five days a year holiday. All these... Uh, all these. Well, that, that, with the respect, that's not true either, is it? Yes, because when, because when do they do all the work on the schools? And also, another thing is when you... Bearing in mind that you've said that your brother's got cancer because of the stress of teaching and because he he works with people who live with people who smoke, I'm taking everything you say with a huge bag of salt, Timothy. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you now, you lot want to get in the real world. Because teaching... Why why me? Why, why, uh, Timothy, why are you angry with me? No, I say... You just said you you lot want to get in the real world. No, you want to... No, because I, I've got five members of my family... I know! One of them's got cancer through teaching. Yeah, and the others, some of them have had to retire because of the stress of it. But why do I need to get in the real world? I'm in the real world, I think. Well, I'll tell you what, you go and stand in front of a class of 30 No, I'm not... Go- well, actually, I'm going to do that in a few weeks. You go and stand in front of a I'm class of I'm going to in a few weeks. Yeah, well, you can't stand in front of them. I'm going to in a few weeks. Will I get cancer from being with them if their parents smoke? It all depends, mate. Oh, what? I'll tell you now. Why are you having a go at me? I've been sticking up for teachers all morning. He's gone. He's just put the phone down. That's two in 20 minutes. Flip it! (laughs) What is going... I have been sticking up for teachers this morning. What's with all the hanging up on me, guys? Hang up on you Tuesday. Oh, Catherine was going to do a phone noise then. I wasn't. You, you, I wasn't. you did the mouth move for... You're going to do a... No, hang on. I wasn't. You was. I wasn't. You was. Don't, 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 don't try and read my mind. We all know that that's not a real trick. Although, I bet you know what I'm thinking now. <laughs> now it's time for Ian Lee's classic calls. Remember this call from last week when a guy phoned up and told us he was followed by some animals? Classic. Calls on 3CR, the home of the hits. I was uh, followed by a load of ducks once. <laughs> Tell us what happened. Well, I was at this <laughs> at this stately home in uh, oh, somewhere near Warrior. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. Um, and there was big signs everywhere saying, don't feed the ducks. Uh-oh. So, yeah, you know, sort of decided to feed the ducks. And uh, they basically followed me around all day. 
How many and, ducks uh, were following you, Daddy Duck? I'd, I'd say about sort of six or seven. Imagine seeing a man down the road with those ducks. Were you doing the thing of... Because it's funny to start with, then it gets a bit freaky. Were you turning around and shooing them? Well, I was trying to, but every time I was turning around, I was sort of acting all casual, like looking in different directions and pretending not to be there. (laughs) (laughs) And did the ducks fall for that? Uh, No, unfortunately not. I think that was just after me bread. Day four in the big brew of the house. Sick notes back, and she's talking about Poonie. It's Poonie. I'm not a Geordie. (laughs) I didn't understand a word of that. (laughs) We need a translator. Not a Geordie. What? We've met Andy Day, and he is actually evil in real life. He is he quite is, evil. He, I mean, what, what a, a thoroughly unpleasant man. There is a sadistic glimmer in that It really eye. does. Just uh, that eye. Yeah, just the other eye's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's partly the height, it's partly the uh, bubble cut he's got. <laughs> it's, um, he really is a thoroughly unpleasant man. Speaking of thoroughly unpleasant men, yeah. I saw this story the other day. You've got to tread carefully. Go on. Oh, gosh. Here we go. Tread carefully around this one, Kells. Okay. I think I'm. I think I can only read the first paragraph. I can. I can read a bit more. Oh no. A man. Aki- mm. Can you read any of it? Well, I can. Do you just want to point to it to me, and I'll give you no, the reaction. No, 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 no. Kids, uh, parents. Maybe it's time the kids want to brush their teeth. Yeah. For the full two minutes. For the full two minutes. And don't just move your head about on your hand. You've got I would to hate do them the to actual th- brushing. I would hate them to think of ponies in this way. Oh, no. Oh, no. Not that one. Not that one. The man who smelt of horses. A man accused of having sex with a pony is denied he had three cans of deodorant to help with horse smells. Wow. In court, Alan Barnfield, 44, was asked why he had the Lynx sprays on a late-night walk past a field of horses. Oh, gosh. Cops found him sweating and smelling of horses, the court heard. He said he was taking painkillers, which made him sweat. He denies sex with a Shetland pony. OK, guys, that's... To be fair, out of all the horses... <laughs> I was wondering about the mechanics of that, but if it's a Shetland, then... It, if you... I mean, well, put a little bow in a horse's hair and some of those... Stop it. Stop it. Kath swore this week. <laughs> I never did! I'll tell you what, Catherine, why don't we let the listen of the podcast be the judge? The judge, the judge, the judge, the judge, the judge. <laughs> what is he here for? Um, I don't just mean today, I mean in life. Um, no, <laughs> in life. <laughs> oh, that's cyberbullying to a new level. It's not it's cyber, cyber, mate. It's, it's, it's real. real. It's just bullying. Full stop. You're, uh... Here's one you'll like. Eee. They like it. Eee. Pensioners are enjoying a healthy oh. sex life well into their 80s, the survey shows. Oh. Lockers. Yeah. So they what? Lockers, I said. <laughs> Lockers did a face. Kelly, did you hear what I heard? Yes. I totally did. You've got to listen back to that when you go back in your studio. <laughs> <laughs> she said lockers, guys. She said lockers. Because a locker's his face. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, that's right. Sure. Well, yeah, sure. Stop yeah. stitching me up. It's not the, it won't be the first time she said it. No. Nope. <laughs> All that. No, I didn't say that. Mm, I don't want to think about this. Well, you're going to think about it. Oh, no. One in three over 70. So when you go out to the precinct, have a look. One, two, you. Yeah. One, two, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. One in three over 70s have sex at least twice a month. Ooh. At least twice Ooh. a month, lockers. Get your head so around that. they should. With more than half of men and almost a third of women still sexually active. Oh, dear. Gosh. So, and while many women reported... Oh, dear. 
Many women reported being more so, satisfied the older they got. Well, you take what you can get. This is a very erotic show today, isn't it? <laughs> we're, we're talking about all forms of uh, love. 08459 Matt, do you think you could um, take old love to the streets? Can I call it something else? Yeah, old love. Can I call it... Or Yabba Dabba Doo? Pen- wow. Pensioner party? Or Bob's your uncle, or lie back and think of it. Bob's your uncle, Fanny's your aunt, is how that saying goes. So yeah, probably yeah. best you don't bring that one up. <laughs> no. 08459 oh, four double five five double five. At what age should people stop having sex? I would say, um, where am I now? 40, what? 42. <laughs> See? You did! Matt Lockwood is in for Justin Dealey this week, but he's what? No- he's what? He's what? Not. Matt Lockwood is in for Justin Dealey this week, but he's not very good at reporting. So we got you to call in and be a better Justin Dealey. Here's how Justin normally sounds. Get a life, man. And here's how you do it. Is that Justin? Hang on, let me play a clip no. of Justin. Hang on a second. Get a life, man. There we go, that's Justin Dealey. No, hang on, let me play a proper clip of Justin. Justin, do you like to go out fishing? No, hang on a sec. Giza? 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 It's <laughs> Justin Dealey falling down a very deep hole. Giza? 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 Justin, you're right down there. Giza? Yeah, he's fine. Uh, Justin Dealey. Boy, Giza. <laughs> Got some evidence for ya. Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> this is a, this is the biggest surprise of my life. It has all gone. That turns out those drugs I bought back in college in 1997 are finally working. Uh, yeah, man. What's happening? All right, so uh, Dealey, it's good to speak to you, mate. Yeah. You've been taking it to the streets today. Well, what have I been taking to the streets? Well, we've been... We've been uh, what, what did we ask Justin to take to the streets? I'm, I'm reluctant... Justin, I've just spoken briefly to Justin, obviously, as the producer. Yeah. Uh, and he wants to talk about old people and how we're oh. letting people get too old. That's All right, Deals. All right, Deals. Well, let's hear about it. We, we cannot afford to get old in this day and age. We haven't got the money. Just right. a sad fact of life. But, on the other hand, we can give £15 million to foreign aid oh. when we're pleading for poverty over here and we're funding education in Afghanistan, China, Poland, Russia, you name it, we're giving it to them, and yet we can't even afford to look after J- our old Justin, people, homeless people. Justin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to remind you, of course, that we're supposed to, uh, as presenters here at the BBC, we're supposed to be impartial... Yeah, well, I've got an opinion, so sack me, I don't care. <laughs> well, oh. we... we uh, uh, Justin, do me a favour. <laughs> Geezer? Geezer, yeah. Can you say hello to Justin, Justin? <laughs> oh, are you all right, mate? Are you all right, mate? I'm all right, mate. How's it going? No, not, not too bad, thanks. Well, I happy days. Yeah, I know, mate. Those happy days have gone. No, no, you've got to make them happen. You know, don't let them be pre- don't let them be pressured. Don't let them knock you down. Kick him up. Yeah, yeah. Kick, kick what up? Well, the people that are trying to kick you down. Well, yeah, they, well, we've just been talking to one. You know what I mean? Yeah, a bit of a left wing donut. <laughs> that ge- yeah, mate. Yeah, that geezer bossy boots. Yeah. <laughs> he can't help himself. No, he can't, mate. He, ne- he needs help. But oh, I, I Justin's. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, Justin's. Say hello to Justin. Hello. Hello, mate. Hello, Justin. Now you are, right. Justin. No, I know you're not Justin. Absolutely not. No, Justin mate. Does? That's him with one of his uh, so-called pranks. 
Yeah, I know, mate. He, he gets up, you've got to give and take a little bit, haven't you? You know, he's getting old. I think he's 42, and he. Yeah, he's an old geezer. His yeah. wife probably gets a lots of headaches. Yeah, he's got <laughs> it to come, <laughs> mate. Stick him in a home. Yeah. <laughs> Stick him in a home, he needs it. He's no good yeah. radio. Oh, no yeah, but right. don't fund him, no. No, no, no. no, no. Let him just sit there and draw. Well, the way he talks, he's a millionaire, isn't he? Oh, no, I, I, I hesitate to say that. No, no, he is a millionaire. He don't tell anyone. <laughs> well, well, he talks very common. <laughs> yeah. I hope, he, I hope he's paying us for this. Well, he, yeah. we're, we're paying his wages in the TV yeah, no. It's better. Disgusting. He's having a cup of tea, I reckon, with Catherine and Kelly. Yeah. Oh, isn't, it, that, isn't that nice? Nice and cosy. But it's yeah. absolutely better than listening to some of that forgettable music. Oh, oh yeah, that, that, oh, that music gets on my nerves. Oh. Anyway, geezers, what's happening? I've got to be going soon. Yeah, I don't know, mate. He should put us together and that's it. Yeah, I know. That, that's... How can we upset him? Well, uh, he, he would... Hold on. He hold on, listen to the truth. Yeah, listen. Justin is not here, officially. He's taking it to the beach in the hunt for reggae artiste Carl Malcolm, who sang Hey Fatty Bum Bum, A Calm Down. Mm-hmm. Um, and, well, he's, he's on the beach probably as we speak. Uh, and he sent, he sent us a little uh, taster, didn't he, uh, Kelly Betts, of what we can expect? He has, yeah. do, Does it need any introduction or do we uh, just... Have you listened to it? Because you know what he's like. Yeah, I've listened to it and I've put a little jingle at the front. OK. It's ready to go. Here we go. This is Justin Dealey. <laughs> Taking it to the beach with J Dog. Hey Charlie, what up? I'm cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm cool. Making my last rungs in the office. Yeah, okay. With my royal treasures. Yeah, I can see you got your royal treasures there. Um, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, fatty bum bum. Give us ten seconds of hey, fatty bum bum. Hey, fatty bum bum. What you doing tonight? Sweet sugar dumpling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, fatty boom boom, yeah. Sweet sugar dumpling, yeah. You haven't seen him, have you? Huh? You haven't seen him? No. Okay. <laughs> and so on. Matt Lockwood. Oh. Wait a minute, sorry, sorry, am I on air? Yes. Oh, no, sorry, sorry. I was just having a party outside, just waiting for you. Why have you? Why have you gone outside? I, I know that you're stood in the car park. I know no, you're I'm stood about stood hundred park. yards away from me. I'm not stood in the car park. Don't he's, be ridiculous. He's taking it to the street. He's taking it. He's in the car. He was in. He was in that studio no, two minutes no, no, ago. No, no. And now he's gone out to the car park to make it sound more authentic. You are speculating. Come, come in. No, you're speculating. Come, in to, my come into my studio. Really? Come into my studio now. Really? Come in. Is that an order? That, yes. In. What will happen if I disobey your come order? Come on, Matt. Come, come on. in. Time's a wasting. Come in, Lockwood, your time's uh, up. Wait a minute. He's, too, he's just gone and stood outside. To, wait a minute. Just to make it sound more authentic. He's in the car park. <sighs> it's radio, isn't it? It's all pretend. Well, yeah, I know it's all pretend, but also it's BBC radio, which means none of it's pretend. It's all genuine. Have you got your key, Matt? Or do I have to come I and let you in again? Uh, wait a minute. Let me put my box down. What's this thing called? A, a Woody, isn't it? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Stay there, Woody. What a kerfuffle. Stay there. Wait a minute. Oh dear, dear. How long have we got him for? I think two weeks. Oh, not the whole two weeks. Wait a minute. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we yes, can still hear you. That's a recording right. device, a uh, transmission. Good. Right. Uh, 
Right, I'm going to the other door now. We'll see him in about five seconds. Yeah, you'll see him across the window. He's like our version of Cheggers, except... There he is. Are you right? Yeah, come in here. Oh, all right, wait a minute. Is that going to give us feedback if he comes in with The Larson effect is going to take place, yeah. What? Will it give what? Feedback? Yeah, turn it off. I'll give you feedback. You're fired. Turn it off. Right, wait a minute. I'll just switch it off. He'll just close his fader in. He's in my studio now. Yeah, wait a minute. There we go. Oh! <laughs> you, why were you stood in the car park, mate? You're not allowed to lie at the BBC anymore. Thanks, Russell Brand, for that. And Jonathan Ross. Well, I don't hold him so responsible. And he listens. Are, we st- is this <sighs> are you going to read a script to me? Well, I've shown initiative. No, it's just my nerves. Half of men are having sex in their 70s. Women, it's just over third. One in three say they have sex at least twice a month. Many in their 70s and 80s say they still indulge in frequent kissing. Why is he Scottish? Why is he Geordie? Why what is was it? that? Why is he here? So you've taken it to the streets? I have. Do you want to introduce it? All I can say is it's Luton. Can I just ask you, are you ever too old for a bit of, uh, you know what? No, I'm never too old. If you're in your 70s? No. 80s? No. 90s? Never. Come on, if you're in your 90s, you can't perform, can you, in the bedroom? Of course I can, I'll have some tablets. Really? (laughs) Ask him. Ask him. Are you ever too old for a bit of, uh, you know what? Bit of what? You know what? Never too old, never too old. I'm 50 and I love it. What about when you're 70? I'll still have it then. Really? Yes, definitely. What about 80? Of course, uh, if I can do it, get on with it. When you're 90? Come on, there's yeah, got to be a cut-off point. No, there's never a cut-off point. Keen to get your thoughts this morning on mature lovemaking. Uh, how old mature? 70. Oh, dead wrong. Dead wrong? Uh, yeah, they're too old. Too old. What should they be doing instead? Sleeping. Sleeping when they're 70, so just full-on sleeping, no lovemaking. Yeah, no lovemaking. There's still people doing it in their 80s and 90s, apparently. No, no. Will you be doing it when you're... Uh... Hopefully not. No. <laughs> no. So I've got some information I want to tell you. Yeah. Are you ready? When I'm 70, I will not be engaging in any form of lovemaking, either kissing or touching. What do you think of that? I think that's too young. What do you think I should still be having a bit of, how's your father, slap and tickle at 70? Well, because 70 is nothing these days, is it? Shirley Bassey is nearly 80. What do you think she's still, um... Well, I don't know. She might be still active, yes. I mean, what do you think about 80? What should be the cut-off point? 92. 92? <laughs> 92? Are you still active? Well, I, 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 on a random basis, yeah. Random? Right. OK, and uh, is this with many women? <laughs> no, just one or two. One or two, right. <laughs> this is... I think we'll leave it there. This is... You yeah. should have left it... I, I mean, that was deeply unpleasant, yes. and I'm sure there are now uh, many people who are seeking therapy yeah. after hearing that. I think we sent you out on the wrong mission. Yes, it was... Uh... It's a, a dark image. I felt queasy. I just felt wrong yeah. from the start. Do you feel when dirty? You, when you came to me and says, you know, yeah, here's a story. I, okay, okay. As I say, when I'm seventeen, no, no. Well, when I'm forty-one, no, no. Now, 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 no. Well, it says in the paper as well that they're he's, having he's it, off. You know, twice a month. Okay. 
in the races. We're going to finish it there, Matt Lockwood. Right. Thank you. Here's how not to be... Where are we? Oh, hang on. Uh, those two can go together. <sighs> um, this is good. Don't, that sounded sarcastic. She puts in a lot of effort into uh, her partying at the weekends, which doesn't leave her much time for these, so don't be rude. Hey, I was funny this week. Why am I even flagging that up? That's just like de rigueur. De rigueur? Hmm. I made loads... <laughs> I made loads of Taiwan puns. Thai puns. Here are but a few. What do you know about Taiwan? What I know about Taiwan is that the teachers move classrooms and the kids stay sitting down. You also know what their favourite dinosaur is. The Taiwanosaurus works. <laughs> you can eat. It gets me every time. Keep saying it. It's a good joke, and I made that joke up. If only I knew um, uh, a Cockney um, T-shirt printer that could print me up a T-shirt with Taiwanosaurus wax on it. Ask me about the Taiwanosaurus wax. And what? then he would do the face on the inside of the T-shirt so you can pull no, it over. No, I don't your... like that. They do um, that. Some of these T-shirt printers do that. What do uh, well, okay? What do Taiwanese people say when they're abroad? I don't like this. Um... Taiwan to go home. Oh, it's a bit. That's yeah. no, that's not. No, it's not a bit. I don't like this area of comedy. Taiwan to go home. I don't want what like... you don't like puns on Taiwan. I don't like puns on Taiwan. And I think Taiwan is um, something we should. Taiwan make those eyes before. <laughs> When the, I'm not doing the anyway, voice. Anyway, you were calling it Taiwan before. What's changed? Just the needs. I'm not doing the voice. That would that would be. All right, don't do the voice. I'm not going to. Talk to Barry for heaven's sake. Hey, um, okay. So there is a a, no. a sailor. No, I don't want to. A Taiwanese sailor. I don't want to. Right. Do I don't. I'm not. I'm not well. <laughs> Listen to this. There's a Taiwanese sailor, right? And um, <laughs> he's he's talking to the captain. And the captain says, Don't look at him. You've got to secure. Don't look at him. I want you've to. got to secure the boat up Don't with this him. rope. Don't look yeah. at him. And he says, Well, how many knots should I make? He said, Oh, just tie one. <laughs> See, it's your fault. It's coming on. That is a good one. Oh, just tie one. That's really good. Thank you, Kel. Have you got another one? I okay. could probably think of one. Let's think. Can I just... Um, no, 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 the fact that Kelly laughs is no here. measure. Nice picture of a dog here. Have Let's a look. have a think. Big dog, little Phone's dog. Phone's ringing, Kelly. Oh, blimey, OK. Anyway, I believe you got. You want to do a Taiwanese joke? Oh, oh absolutely, yeah. Oh. Careful. Now, I do need to apologise to the, to, the, um, to the audience in yep. advance okay. and so forth. Um, OK, um, what time do the pupils in Taiwan have their lunch? Oh, I, I'm, I'm a little bit worried, but go on. Quarter Taiwan. Hey! Hey, Michael, you're a top fella. So, that's early though for lunch. They'll be hungry by tea time. So the the uh, the Taiwanese have captured a, a they've they've captured a Spanish prisoner. They haven't. This isn't the news. This is they've just captured a... a Spanish prisoner, right? And the two guards have got him, and he will not stop kicking. This Spanish prisoner will not stop kicking, right? Oh, Kelly, no. you yeah. already listened to this, this yeah, is good. Yeah. The Spanish prisoner will not stop, stop kicking. And so the first Taiwanese guard says to the second Taiwanese guard, he won't stop, this Spanish fella won't stop kicking. What should I do? And the second guard says to the first guard, Tai Juan's knees. <laughs> <laughs> That is actually... Where's Kath gone? Kath? Who cares? So who cares where the squares have gone? That is actually brilliant. That is brilliant. Quarter Taiwan. That was good as well. Here we go. This is, this is what I want. Name a sport that old people play, that old women play. Darts. Exactly. Name another sport that old women play. Bowls. No. Knitting. 
They, there's no, sport. there's no other Could sport. Be. There's no other sport that they it play. Darts is the only. That's very funny. Um, I saw a beautiful surfboard in um, an Asian country when I was abroad. Thanks Taiwan. for the non-specific reference. No, and I said to my wife, Taiwan, one of those. Oh, there we go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, making her laugh is not a challenge. <laughs> I mean, really not. It's all right for you. You can go in a week. I don't think. I don't if think... I leave, it gets worse. We're all desperately trying to think of one spontaneously. We don't need to. They're all there. I wonder what we'll come up with. Here's how not to behave during a story about trains. <laughs> so yesterday, trains weren't running between St Pancras and Farringdon, meaning commuters from Bedford, Luton and St Albans were trying to get into the city and they were having a nightmare. Um, separately, this weekend, passengers are being advised to allow up to an extra hour for journeys, in particular those uh, trying to get to Luton or Gatwick Airport by train because of planned engineering works. A full mm. Thameslink service is expected to run today, though, and today only. So that's something of a, of a good news bulletin. For some people. Sorry, can I just say on Twitter, we're only interested this morning in explosions that have happened in Bedford, not explosions that have happened ever. <laughs> ever. Stop it. <laughs> or in. <laughs> just, it's just this explosion in Bedford. Not any that may have happened around your bedroom or in your clothes or anything like that. It's specifically. So, They're very helpful, aren't they, the, tweet, the tweeters? So Scott, I'd like to thank you for that. But just this morning, I'm interested in... Flourishes <laughs> in Bedford. <laughs> but thank you for the information. Where's it happened? You can't say. Anyway, um, shall I interview myself? <laughs> I can't say. I can't say. It's, um, yeah, I thought it might be. To do with an item of clothing. Now, passengers... This is, ser- this is serious now. Passengers who have experienced severe delays and cancellations. Some of them, they're going to want com- compo, aren't they? They're going to want of a course, bit of compo. Of course they are. And since yep. Govia took over running the service, they've yep. actually changed yep. the way they calculated compensation. You know that was in reference to Scott's pants? Yes. It's obvious. On Fridays between 7.30 and 8, we invite you, the listener, to turn up. Uh, we never know if anyone's going to turn up. I had a suspicion that, that someone might turn up, because I had an email saying they might turn up. But I was then, worried someone wouldn't turn up. Well, you were worried about that. Uh, but people turned up. Here they are turning up. Morning, 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 morning. Everybody come in. Let's turn all these microphones on. Come in. Oh, my oh my flipping goodness gracious me. What's going on there? Right. It's a full house. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six. And what have you brought... Got, you, bring, you can bring the dogs in if you want. Yeah, yeah, bring bring the, the dogs, dogs in. in. Look at these. This is brilliant. This is brilliant. Right, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. You, you, you two take a seat. Let's go around this. I'm going to write your name, sir. What's your name, sir? Harvey. Harvey. OK, Harvey. What's your name, sir? Colin. Colin. Morning, Colin. Yeah. Who have we got over here? Let's go. Let's start. Oh, your, your mum's not talking. Look at mum. <laughs> we, uh, the thing I've noticed, Catherine, we've had, we yeah. had mums coming every week. Cowards. Stage mums, isn't it? They are cowards. All right, mum, we'll, <laughs> we may speak to you. Are you going to speak, young lady? OK, we've got a silent young lady there. What's your name? Uh, Melissa. M- Melissa. 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 Thank you very much. 
And are you Jill? I am Mrs Fry, yes. Miss, excuse oh, careful. me, excuse I'm me. i now. Mrs Fry, <laughs> Mrs Fry. Because i tell you why I say that, Mrs Fry. Because last week... Uh, I met someone and they said, oh, it's good that you set this thing up and you get these people to come in. I said, no, no, I don't set them up at all. People just turn up. This is the point. This is the point, people just turn up. So I'm going to put my cards on the table. You emailed me yesterday, Mrs Fry, and you yes. did say that you were, going to, you were possibly going to come in yes. uh, with Manissa. Can, can I just I... say at this point, the heavy breathing you can hear isn't the guests, it's no. the dogs. Yeah, Colin, who have you brought with you, mate? Stella Lato and Caffrey. He's got Labradors. They've got boozy, though. Come a little bit closer to the microphone. Yeah, okay, Sit down. Yeah. You've got three dogs. Yes. They're beautiful. Stella Artois Caffrey. How old are they? Ten, seven and three. Oh, blimey. Why have they got such uh, uh, exciting lighting on? With a gun dogs <laughs> in training and everything, so I can see them from oh. the distance. Oh, uh... <laughs> Hang on, so we've got a gunman in the studio. <laughs> Just if anyone's listening upstairs. So, right, what do you mean by a gun? What does a gun dog do? That yeah, goes and gets animals that have been, that have been shot, pheasants yes, and things. Yes. And so to train them, you put bright lights on them so that they, when they go off, you know... you know yeah, I, I train them through the year with lights at night time or whenever. That's brilliant. Yeah. That's brilliant. Uh, uh, how far are they into their training? Well, these two are up and working. Yeah. And this one's in training. OK, OK. Well, I, I, and when was the last time they went out on a hunt? Last year. Last year, OK. Uh, and they look very friendly. Are they... Are they uh, basically, are they, are they going to maul any of us, is the no, question. No, mother-daughter, granddaughter. Oh, really? Fantastic. Three, three generations. Harvey, you look a little bit nervous. No, I'm OK. Next to the dogs. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. OK, well, uh, Harvey, let's, let's, let's start with you. What the hell are you doing here, man? I just thought, come... Come a little bit closer to the microphone. I know it's a little bit awkward, but let's move this one up here. There we go. So, Harvey, look, why did you, why did you want to come in this morning? Because this is a weird thing to do. You look like a sensible gentleman. You look like you've got responsibilities. You look like you may even have a job. Uh, yeah, I'm on my way into work, so I thought I'd pop in and yeah. just see you. I listen to you all the time, Jeff. Who's your least favourite member of the team? I was going to say you. <laughs> no. Ah, no, of course so not. Sad. Of course not. Yeah, listen, Dealey's in a foreign country. If oh, you want yeah. to well, slag off Dealey... Oh, yeah. Well, that was people turning up. If you want to be someone turning up, then you can. Fridays, 7.30 in the morning, 1 Hastings Street, Luton. But don't turn up any other time. You won't be welcome. No, you won't be welcome. I mean, you're barely welcome at 7.30. Barely what? Barely <laughs> what? Welcome. Hey, oh, um... I saw, I saw, uh, this is good. Oh. Went to one of those. Likely tells us in advance. I went to one of those um, Moroccan restaurants that has a dancer. Hmm. Right. But it was billed as vague dancing. It was barely dancing. <laughs> you don't get it, Kath. I do. It was barely dancing. Yeah. She was a belly dancer. Yeah. Really vague. I barely dance all the time. Did you go though? Huh? To the restaurant. OK. Well, thanks for listening. Nope. We've got something else we're adding. Oh, on. bonus features. We, uh, Catherine engaged in a conversation, I did as well, uh, with um, a young lady called Amanda on Twitter. Yeah. Who got in touch. What was the story Me, she wanted to tell? Me, you, Amanda, yep. the vicar from the Communards. The Reverend Richard Coles. And, and Anthony Lingham. And it's actually, and thank you, Anthony, because you kind of put us in touch and it's appreciated. Uh, Amanda had an amazing story about a couple that lived in uh, Abbots Langley near uh, Balmoral Road. They were in their 30s 17 years ago. Anyway, have a listen to this and uh, maybe you can help. The story, Amanda, so far is uh, you're homeless, you've been homeless for three months, you're 16 years old, you're, living, you're sleeping outside the Piccadilly Theatre in London uh, and a couple come up to you and listen to your story and invite you back home with them. They basically opened their home to me, and I, I swear, I, I've never forgotten their kindness. Um, 
Oh, so you they, just went home with them that night? That, what, you, that, yes. that You got all jumped on a train and, and went yes. back to their house? Yeah, they lived in Abbots Langley near Balmoral Road 17 years ago. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they still live there. Unfortunately, I, don't, I wish I could remember their name, but obviously, you know, at that time, there was so much going on. I'm lucky I can remember my own name. Yeah. It, it's, I, I've, and I lost touch with them because basically what happened was they... they tried to help me with my CV, they they basically fed me, gave me a roof over my head, offered me encouragement. They were amazing. The, the, the level of kindness, I, I it stuck with me so much. I've tried so hard. So even though I can't remember their names, to at least honour them and try and help other people like they do, because they... They were just amazing. Um, right, let's try and work out some bits and pieces. And let's yeah. try and so we can piece it. So they lived in Abbots Langley, near, was it Balmoral Road, did you say? Yes. How long did you stay with them for? About two, three weeks. Okay. I think it was. And it might have been longer. I mean, my, my time frames aren't yeah. the best at that time, like I say. Obviously. Well, no, it sounds like a very confusing emotional time. It was 17 years ago. Right, so, what age were they? I think they were in the mid-30s. Right. Yeah, they were in the mid-30s. It was a lovely couple. Uh, they both worked in um, London. They had jobs in London during the week. Any idea what they did? Do you remember what they did? <sighs> no, <laughs> it was something in business. Right, OK. Um, yeah. I'm not, um, I'm, I'm not asking this to catch you out. And no, I, you I know. know it's I know. just I'm trying um, to... Uh... Yeah, because uh, he did show me his CV and I'm just... It's funny, isn't it, how little things can trigger other little things. Um, he did show me a CV to look, so he could teach me how to set up mine. And I know he did... Uh, it was a lot of business stuff. It was... Um, he was like a man... He had managerial roles. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so he was um, He was very educated. And you don't remember their first names at all? I don't remember their names at all, and it's such an insult to them. No, 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 it's, I'm were, sure they wouldn't say it's I'm, that. I'm wondering, and this is probably what a lot of people are wondering, were they sort of Christians? Were they from a particular church, do you think? I don't think they went to church. I, I don't remember. I mean, they never mentioned anything religious to me. They... They, they just wanted to help me. Were they uh, black? Were they white? They were white. You remember so, that bit? OK, yeah, we've, we've yeah. got that. OK. Yeah. Um, and is there anything about their house that you remember? Maybe like a knick-knack or something that you, you that kind of caught your attention when you was in there, or how the bedroom was decorated? They, it, was, it was a lovely two-bedroom flat. Um, they had... It, it was all decorated in neutral tones and... The most comfortable bed I've ever slept in. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, okay. They, it was a ground floor flat in yeah. like a masonette type place. Yeah. So you know, so it, was, it wasn't like a big block of flats. It was a nice like um, yellow brick, like a new build, and it was in Abbotsangley. And I think you had to go down like a little ginnel to get there. Uh, like a little like side um, yeah. back street thing, but um, and there was a space outside for a car, if I remember right. Whereabouts are you based now, Amanda? I'm in London. I'm in Newington Green now. Oh, oh, it's nice there, isn't it? It is. I've lived here ten years, and it's changed a lot since I've lived here. So, um, yeah. And your um, life's moved on quite a bit, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I've got um, I've got a thirteen-year-old son now. Hey, fantastic! I've, yeah, and he's lovely. He's a pain in the neck. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it made me laugh earlier today when when you were talking about um, you being thirteen and naughty, and it was like, see, it wasn't just me. Good for, <laughs> good for him, and I encourage carry on being naughty, young man. You could That's end up cool. You cannot oh. influence him. <laughs> <laughs> he's out of your grip. <laughs> and 
so why do you want to? Why do you want to? So, and, and so basically, your, your life is your, your life is a lot more settled now, and you're, yes, you, you, I, you know, you're I've happy. Got, I, I am happy. Um, I've got great friends. I mean, I've got a job that I love, and it's they've never been far from my mind. And for for years, I've always thought maybe they just didn't want to be found. Maybe they just wanted to, you know, and. But, and especially when I was younger, I felt a little ashamed because I kind of just disappeared off in Fiesta as, right. as they were concerned because I managed to get home. And, um, and you just you just went one day and didn't I say anything? I just went one day and I managed yeah. to get home. I got, um, I, and, you know, the police helped me get home and a long, complicated story. But, yeah. And I never really got chance to get back in touch with them. And I felt ashamed at the time because it was just like they'd done so much for me. And... Um, I, I, I felt like I'd insulted them, but obviously as I've got older and I just remember how much they influenced me, how much kindness they showed me. And, how, and it's that kind of thing that has always driven me to kind of, like, be help other people to try. And I just want them to know how much their kindness has affected Amanda, me. Amanda, do you ever get up this way at all? Um... Not all the time. Sometimes, yeah. It's been a while since... I think it's been a couple of years since... Because I'm kind of thinking, and this, if, if, if this is inappropriate, then this is inappropriate, that you, you me and Catherine, go for a drive around there one day and see if, we, see if you recognise anything. Um, yeah. Would you be up for that? Yeah, And I'm would. putting you on the spot now, so if you don't think this is a legally binding contract, <laughs> but I'm just kind of thinking, if me and Catherine picked you up from somewhere, at a train station or something, and we went for a little drive around there, just something might trigger your mind, your yeah. memory or something. That would be lovely. I mean, I just... I would just love to say thank you right. to them, because they were the best people, and, you know, they, they gave me so much faith in... In humanity, <laughs> and I was so low, and they helped me so much, and everything since then. That's what's kept me going. Is is the fact that there are good people out there. It is worth being kind. That kindness is amazing, and it's just made such a difference. It was three weeks out of my life that they touched, but it was such a massive difference that they made. And if you can help with that, then why don't you send me an email? Ian.Lee, I-A-I-N.L-W-A at bbc.co.uk. On that bombshell, ta-ta. Ta-ta! Ta-ta. No, don't dance on me. Thanks for listening to this free download from BBC Three Counties Radio, your local radio station for beds, hearts and bucks, on FM, AM, digital radio and online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. 